Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guest Talia Suskauer. Hi everyone, welcome to Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, after graduating with a BFA in musical theater from Penn State, she went on to start regional productions of shows like Little Women, Shrek the Musical, and more. She then made her off-Broadway debut and Broadway debut in a show called Be More Chill and is now starring as Elphaba on the second national tour of Wicked. Please welcome Talia Suskauer. Thanks for coming on this with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. I was like, I got, like, I love Wicked, obviously. So I was like, I got to have, I know other people love Wicked and I got to have some Wicked guests on this. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you have a lot to talk about. So uh, I'll jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. Good questions. Uh, so first question is, pre-Wicked, have you always known you wanted to be a theater performer? And when was the moment you realized you could be on stage? Yeah, I think I've always like been very dramatically inclined or so my parents say, you know, from when I was younger. But I think that when I, I mean, I went to go see shows from a very young age, but then I, I the moment that I realized it was an actual job that I could do for my life, I was like, oh, there's no question. I Like, this is the job that I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is it. So I don't think there's ever really a question. Of course, you know, when you're little, you think you can do like a million different things. So I wanted to be like an archaeologist and like a dentist. But then I was like, oh, no, th this is what I meant to do. It's definitely theater. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and do you remember the first show you saw and like your reaction to it? You know what? It's funny that you ask this because I get asked this a lot and I actually don't remember. I don't remember the first show I saw, which is crazy. Um, it, I, it was probably like a small show like here where I live in Florida. So I'm not really sure what it is. Um, and I'm actually weirdly also don't remember what my first Broadway show was. Oh my goodness. So, kind of weird, but that goes to show you I was seeing shows a lot when I was younger. My parents were always taking me to see shows. Some of the biggest ones that had an influence on me were my, my cousin was in like a lot of high school shows. She's an actress as well. And um, she was in like a high school production of Cabaret that I saw when I was like, oh, wow. small kid. And I was like, this is fun. Like, I want to do this. So probably one of her high school shows. <laughs> like live entertainment. Did you do a lot of theater in high school too? Yeah, I did. I actually went to an arts high school. Oh. So it like you, you had to audition to get in. And um, it was a public school, but had like a magnet program for arts, which is really yeah. great. And um, yeah, so I was in the theater program. I did a, like a, a few shows. I did Guys and Dolls. I did, um, what was the other music? My senior year I did Legally Blonde. Um, that was fun. Um, I did a few plays here and there. I mean, it was great. Okay, since you didn't remember the first show you saw, I this was farther down on my list, but I'm going to bring it up earlier. Yeah. Do you, rem do you remember, uh, assuming you saw Wicked before you got cast in it, do you remember the first Elf Ben Glinda you saw in Wicked? Oh, of course. So I, I will, I would no, no one ever forgets their first witches. Um, I saw Shoshana Bean and Megan Hilty. Oh when my I was goodness. Like nine. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah, what a first Elphaba and Glinda there. Yeah, it was really amazing. And I didn't see it again until, so it's not in 2005. I didn't see it again until 
2014 with Caroline Bowman and oh, Carol Lindsay. Okay. And then I saw it again with Jessica Vosk. And uh, I think I saw an understudy. I actually feel bad. I don't remember her name. But and then I saw right before I was taking over, I saw Marianne Torres and Aaron Mackey. They were so good. That took over from Marianne. So. I haven't seen you in it yet, but I've heard your phenomenal too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, so you went to uh, Penn State, yeah? Yeah. And you did musical theater there. Uh, what was your experience like in college with musical theater? Oh, it was great. I mean, I feel like I feel like you you go to school because you want them to hone your already raw talent and shape you into like a performer that can go out and do this professionally. And I feel like that's exactly the education that I got at Penn State, which was which was great. I mean, it was a really nurturing environment, pretty small program, so I didn't I didn't feel like I got lost in there. And I mean, I came in as this fiery little beltress and came out as like a more refined performer with like a lot of other skills as well, which is like, that's what I wanted. So that was great. And it obviously prepared you for like all the roles you took on regionally because you've done a lot of regional theater that yeah. like big roles regionally, uh, Little Women in, uh, mm -hmm. in Shrek and Secret Garden and stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite show you've been in besides Wicked or besides Yes, actually, um, a couple different shows. Um, I was in a production in college of The Light in the Piazza, and I actually have to say that I think that was my favorite, like, theatrical, like, from, from, like, beginning to end theatrical experience, experience that I've been a part of, because the director was, like, incredible. I love him. I was working alongside like my best friends in college and it was just like the show I don't know if you know it or have seen it it's like absolutely gorgeous and a huge challenge for me because I played like the mom role the lead and like it's all soprano and it's like yeah it's really it, it's like Elphaba but soprano essentially so you have a range <laughs> yeah and you know what it's like a lot of people think you know oh I'm just a belter or oh I'm just a soprano if you have if you can can do either one of those I guarantee you you can do the other one you know what I mean like people think they can just do one or the other but like it's all the same space in there it's just different you know sound quality yeah so. for sure and I'm and you just got to have, like, believe in yourself and have, like, the confidence. Absolutely. And just the right people to train you. That's, like, very important. Yes. Um, so you've also participated in, like, a bunch of work, in, like, three workshops? Yeah. What is that, like, participating in workshops? Amazing. Like, beginning. Yeah. It, it's so cool because you, as an actor, are a part of the creation of a show. So you can enter a workshop or a reading at really any phase of its production. So like I've been a part of uh, 29 hour readings or workshops where like I was the first person actor to say those lines, like besides the writer, you know what I mean? So it's really important for the writers to get, to get a sense of what their show sounds like, you know what I mean? So they ha have different actors come in and read it and, Sometimes then that'll be it for us and they'll bring in other actors and read it. They just like, it helps them in their process. Um, so it's, first of all, it's so cool to be a part of something from the ground up. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, you see every show that you see on Broadway regionally, had a workshop originally, started small. And sometimes it takes 
shows like five or six years to move through that process. You know what I mean? And sometimes it takes shows a couple years. It's very different. It's so cool. So would you, what to originate one of those roles you played in a workshop or would oh. you want to do maybe another yeah. workshop upcoming? Absolutely. Would I would. I mean, it's, it's really cool because if you've been with a show since the beginning, you just have seen its evolution and you have like a greater depth of like, oh, like these were the things that happened in rehearsals and maybe you had a song and the song got cut. But like this, having that song already written for you, even though you're not doing it in the show, like tells you a little bit more about your character than you wouldn't know. You know what I mean? So like you hear about cut songs from shows all the time, right? So there are cut songs from Wicked that didn't make it in. There are cut yeah. songs from pretty much every single show. But um, those were cut in workshops, and that's and that's really cool. And how long were you with uh, with Be More Chill? Yeah, so I was with Be More Chill had like three different iterations. I'll say they had the Two River Theater in 2015, which was their first regional production, and then the Off Broadways when I joined, um, and then on Broadway. So I was with them for like a year, almost a year exactly. And it had such a strong fan base. I never got to see that show, but it's being in the musical theater, you know, like social media, like following everyone who talks about musical theater. That's yeah. all I saw for like a year. Mm-hmm. So what do you think made the show so special to fa- the fan base? Yeah, I think that it really touched a lot of people's hearts, especially young people, um, teenagers really, and young kids who have felt alone, really anyone going through school, you know what I mean? At one point or another, everyone has felt like they are alone or they're bullied or they feel weird. And I think that show really spoke to the hearts of those people. And that's mostly everyone, you know what I mean? So I, I really think that a lot of people fell in love with that. And just like all of the characters, like Joe Iconis writes, he doesn't write stereotypical characters. All his characters are like a little weird. And I think people really related to that. So... And, and that was it's fun. And that was also your uh, Broadway debut. It was, yeah. Do you remember the day you made your Broadway debut? Like it was yesterday. So I, this is actually a crazy story. So um, I hadn't, I was one of like the last understudies to make my Broadway debut. So it was like, we were open for a few months and I was sitting backstage with my friend Morgan, my other understudy buddy, and we were watching like Game of Thrones and <laughs> I was just sitting there in sweatpants. I didn't have any makeup on. I was like eating. And all of a sudden at intermission, our hair supervisor comes down and she says, okay, we're going to get you into pink curls. And I was like, okay, sure. So I got <laughs> up and started walking and I, I thought, you know, sometimes we have hair fittings during the show or costume yeah. fittings for the understudies. And I was like, okay, she, she just wants to fit me in a wig. And I, so I'm walking and she goes, okay, can we, can you walk a little faster? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and so like I went upstairs and I walked past um, the some of the principal dressing rooms and I see one of the actresses like in her act two costume, but like hurled over a trash can, like throwing up. And I went, oh, oh, so like I'm, I'm going in. Like no one told me, like I'm, I'm going in the show. Like I'm making my Broadway debut, cool. <laughs> So I'm getting my hair up. I ask one of my friends to bring out my little notebook with my cards, what tells me, you know, like what my track is for this part. And I'm going in an act two and I'm not warmed up. I don't have any makeup on. So I literally like, 
there's three minutes left of intermission. I'm getting my costume on. I'm like literally wiping eyeshadow on with my fingers. It's a disaster. But I do it and I get on stage and I just like do act two. And that's how I made my Broadway debut from Game of Thrones to Broadway. <laughs> what a rush. And like, and understudying it, or being a standby for a role, what is that like? How do you work on memorizing stuff? For oh when my gosh. You know, it's really hard. And I had to do it for four different women. So I had to remember wow. all four of the tracks and a lot of them are in scenes together. So it was literally, it was very hard. And if we're talking about being a part of a developing show, the show was in rehearsals. It was changing every day. So because yeah. we hadn't been on Broadway before, so we were adding new pages, new songs, new scenes, changing things. So not only did I have to remember all these four parts, but in rehearsals, all of the changes and remember what was changed and what day we changed something. And it was like a, a huge challenge, but very rewarding when you go on stage and you do a good job. Yes. It's yeah. like, what character am I today? <laughs> That's literally what it is. And sometimes you make Who mistakes and like forgiving yourself is really important because like no one's doing your job except you, you know? Yeah, and performers are tough on themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. So tough. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Ridiculously tough. So now you're Elphaba on, on the tour. And how was how did you get cast as Elphaba? What was the audition? Yeah, like, so right? it was actually a funny story. So <laughs> I was in Be More Chill and I was doing a 29-hour reading of a new musical. And so I was doing, usually when I'm in Be More Chill, if, you know, we have like one understudy rehearsal a week, and other than that, my days are free, but I was really busy this particular week. It was like a week before, it was the week before we closed, actually, in Be More Chill. And so I was doing this reading during the day, and I was really busy, and then I got an audition, and then I had Be More Chill at night, and I had an audition appointment for Wicked um, out of nowhere, and like, for my agent and I hadn't been in for it before. So I was like, okay, this is great. It was for directly for Elphaba, director placement for the tour. And I'd be going out in th like three weeks. And I was like, wow. okay, that's pretty quick. So I went in, I did, so you don't go in when you have an appointment, you don't go in and sing like a random song. Like you go in yeah. and you sing like the packet for the show. So I was, I did Define Gravity, a little Define Gravity and then a little bit of The Wizard and I. And I did those both twice. Wow. And then I did one scene. I forget which scene I did, but I did the scene and then I left and I was like, okay, that, that was fine. I didn't really expect to hear from them because usually people go in for the show a lot. And um, so I didn't hear from them. Clothes be more chill. I went on vacation slash work trip where I had to sing somewhere. And I was in Massachusetts with my boyfriend and we both were doing this gig. And all of a sudden, like, cause, um, I got a call from my agent saying like, hi, you're going in for your final callback for Wicked tomorrow. And I was like, I'm not in New York, but okay. So I got on a train and I went back and I got back, I got to New York in the nick of time, made my audition. I was in for the resident director, like the associate director of the show. And they filmed me and I did each song like three times, which was crazy. Wow. And then I did, uh, a few scenes from the show um which was it was great and then I did it was just a lot it was like 45 minutes long 
And then afterwards I did like a little bit of, I'm not that girl, like at the piano. I was like fully tired and couldn't hit any of the low notes. And I was like, okay. I think I literally, they filmed me because they wanted to give it to Stephen Schwartz. And I was like, I'm sorry, Stephen, I can't hit any of the low notes, but I could do it. And then I didn't hear anything. I still didn't think anything of it. Cause like, who thinks they're going to like get something like this, you know? And then I went home to Florida because um, the Be Show had closed. I was on the unemployment website, like filling it out. And um, I got a call from my agents and they were like, you get, get, get packed, get ready. <laughs> like you're going on tour next week. So, oh my gosh. That's so quick. It was, I'm telling you, it was so quick. You're like, okay, let me I'm just like, sure. say bye to everyone. <laughs> it was literally like that. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and you mentioned having to sing all the songs multiple times in auditions. Yeah. And those songs are challenging even to sing once. Correct. How do, you, how do you work on the breath control and stamina with those songs? You know what? I think, and this is something that, like, I asked other Alphabas, because it's like a whole, you know, it's a green sisterhood. Yeah. We're all there for each other. And I, I said, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? You know, every single night, sometimes twice a day. And they were like, you just have to do it. They're like, I know that's not the answer you want to hear, but you just have to do it. And I was like, why? Just give me the secret. Like, tell me the secret. And they were right. You just have to build it up. It's like when you're working out, you know what I mean? It's like, you have yes. to just like do it over and over and over again to build up some stamina and strength. And that's how you do it. In an audition, you just kind of have to like pace yourself and then like, you know, you just got to hope for it. <laughs> well, props to you Thank for you. doing that like every night eight times a week. Uh, what is life on the road like? And what's your favorite part of life on the road? Uh, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day because I was looking through pictures from tour and I, I miss it so much. It's the best. Gotcha. It's the best life. It, for, in my opinion, when you're young, especially like to go and see the country while doing theater and like getting paid and making money. Um, it's the best. So it, it's difficult I think it, it has its pros and cons. Pros, you get to see the country. You're never in one place for too long. And you get to meet a lot of cool people. And it's just a lot of fun. And you get to do a show. Cons, every city is different. So like normally when you do a show, you're doing it in one place. And you're used to the atmosphere and the climate and the theater and the sound quality. That's different in every place. So like, for example, we opened, I opened. And my first city was Las Vegas, which is very dry and hot. And the theater was very new. So it was very dry and like cavernous in there. Um, so I had to get used to that. Then the next city was New Orleans, which is the complete opposite. So I almost instantly got sick because it's very, very yeah. um, like swampy and humid there. And the theater had a lot of like mold in it. So like I had to deal with that as a singer. And so it's just a matter of like getting used to it and finding a routine that can keep your body in homeostasis and like balanced wherever you go. So. And what is that routine? Have you figured out like a routine to keep yourself healthy? Yeah. I mean, that's something that I, I think I was, I was just getting to figuring out when I was there. I was almost five months. I was like five months into tour. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, really getting a lot of sleep. Um, I take a lot of like supplements, so a lot of vitamin C and I drink a lot of ginger and turmeric tea to keep a lot of inflammation down. And 
it depends on each city. I quickly find out right when I get there, like what my body needs. And so, you know, some cities like I feel really tired, so I don't work out as much. In some cities, I feel like I work out more. It really just depends. And just it's all about giving yourself grace when you're, when you, you know, don't feel well. Yes. Uh, and the Wicked fans are super, super passionate. And they've kept the show going since 2003. Do you have a favorite moment off stage, like meeting fans? Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the art that I've received is magnificent. Um, there is um, an incredible fan named Dustin, and he painted me this absolutely gorgeous picture of my dog and I, but he, but he painted, like, me as Elphaba holding my dog, and it was probably the sweetest. I'm really sad that I don't have it with me. It's actually still on tour, but it, I keep it I, everywhere I travel. I keep it on my um, dressing room station to look at it because it's That's just amazing. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. We love dogs. <laughs> we love them. Our yeah. tour has 14 dogs on it. Oh my goodness. It's like a dog play date nonstop. It is. So I don't have my dog on tour, but like I love all the dogs that are on tour, which is amazing. And it probably helps you when you miss your dog to see. Oh, all the absolutely. Other I can just like knock on my friend's door and be like, can I hold him? <laughs> can I have your dog for the day? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, so what's the process like getting greenified for you? Yeah, so it's, it's my favorite because, you know, when you're getting ready for any other show, you do your own makeup and, you know, you get ready yourself basically with a little bit of help. With Elphaba, it's so cool because, like, I have my pre-show where as Talia, I warm up and get ready, get my body ready, my mind ready, my voice ready. But then it's time to like literally transform. So like I have this incredible makeup artist. Her name is Miss Joyce, Joyce McGilberry. And she's been on tour for like 11 years and been with Wicked, no Greenifying Girls for 13 years. So you've probably seen her in these like Greenifying videos. She's incredible. <laughs> and so I get in the chair and she just like turns me from Talia into Elphaba. And it's the most amazing feeling. It's just like a time I actually... I have a really hard time before any show just like zone zenning out you know what I mean and like really getting calm and grounded this forces me to sit still and not move and like it really just like it's a very zen feeling and I remember being so nervous before my first show and when I was greenified I like instantly calmed down which was great it's just it feels so good and I um I was always I was scared of how I was gonna look green but and like every single woman that has played Elphabud just loves the way they look green. The, yeah. the makeup design is so gorgeous. So I miss it. <laughs> why, do, why do you think it is that like everyone loves being green and the way they look when they are green? Because I feel like that that is true. Like everyone. Yeah. I think at first, I think it's the amount of detail work put into it. So you have your like base layer of green and you have like another layer of green to add dimension. And then you like, get powdered up and you kind of look like a lizard up until up until that point I was kind of worried I was like oh gosh <laughs> then she does all this detail work so she does like this blush but it's like a purple blush that's like contouring and then like eyeshadow mascara fake lashes like eyeliner and lipstick and like it's stunning you can't not look good in my opinion and for act two, I don't know if you know this, but Elphaba gets greener. So she, 
you know, she actually said the, the, green, the green just get greener, and they actually do. So to match the Fierce Wicked Witch dress, we get, like, another layer of green, touched up, black lipstick with, like, a little sparkle, and um, darker contours, darker eyes. It's, it's amazing, and you feel like a fierce, a fierce witch. It's awesome. I was going to say more green to come up on the Fiero during as long as you're mine. Exactly. <laughs> it's always a good one if I get him, like, really green. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, you have, like, some green on you. So funny, especially, like, in the theaters where the audience is kind of close. I'm always nervous because I'm like, oh, man, like, are they going to see his, like, green mustache right now? <laughs> yeah, one time I saw the Fiero going like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. One time my Fiero went like this. I'm like, can you not? <laughs> it's like, okay, glad to see you. I know, just deal with it for two seconds until you go off stage. Yes. Seriously. Uh, so, speaking of feeling like beautiful as Elfa, how do you think you're like Elfa, and how do you think you're different from Elfa? That's, that's a really good question. I am like Elfa, but I've always really related to Elfa. When I saw the show instantly, I was like, oh, that's, that's me, because sometimes I felt other like Elphaba feels like her whole life she, you know she feels a very extreme version of otherness where like she doesn't fit in with anybody no one seems to like her people are mean to her um and so in that way I felt that at some points in my life and that feels terrible it really does um I think Elphaba deflects with humor so she you know whenever she feels bad about something or um she she makes a joke and I do that a lot. And that's something I did especially more when I was when I was younger too, is I'd, you know, kind of use humor to um, make it all better. Um, I think Elphaba also, she stands up for what she believes in and she, she is an empath. And so she feels things really, really strongly. That's me too. And like, when something is wrong, she has to do something about it and she has to speak out. That's also me. I think one way in that we're different is that Elphaba is like completely, no, I think I'm like this way too. <laughs> I have a little more self-control. I have a little more self-control than Elphaba. Elphaba just kind of like screams and explodes. And that's, I, I think I can control myself a little better, especially when I, when I want to explode. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite song to sing during the show? this changes like it, I it changes night by night and it changes like throughout my run I've had different songs I would say my my just defying gravity I mean is is like the it feels the best to do just the end of it it feels amazing um I absolutely I love singing as long as you're mine it's I think my one of my favorite songs in the show it was the first song that Stephen Schwartz wrote for the show so that's a cool little tidbit but yeah I love that song I don't know I love I love them all like let me tell you like Wicked is a soundtrack I've been doing I've done the show almost 200 times and I <laughs> and I which is like not a lot compared to most alpha like most alpha buzz like Jackie Burns has done the show like thousands and thousands and thousands of times which is amazing yes but I, it is, it's more than I've done any other show, but I can still listen to the soundtrack. Like, that's crazy. In other shows that I do, I, like, can't listen to the soundtracks anymore, but, like, I listen to Wicked. Like, it's so good. It's like, people are like, 
this this album has like skips in it this album doesn't and it's like wicked is just it's just good it's genius it's genius. yeah and speaking of songs i've heard that wizard and i is like a really hard song to sing when you're coming in like five minutes after you come in yep you're exactly right <laughs> how do you, how do you manage to do that and sing that after five minutes of being on stage after five minutes of being on stage and yelling like we're yeah. literally told to yell in the scene before <laughs> um she explodes she's an explosive moment in that scene and then we have to go into the song it is and plus we're carrying a suitcase that is literally 40 pounds like i'm not even exaggerating so it's like I'm getting cardio running across the stage singing the song it is the hardest thing i've ever had to do with wizard and i and when people tell them when people uh, ask me what the hardest song is and I tell them that, they're astonished because they're like, what? No. No good. Is it no good deed the hardest song? And I'm like, no, because I've already warmed up to been on stage. Yeah. But The Wizard and I, there's just something about it that makes it so difficult. And I, and it took me, it was really frustrating for me because I didn't feel like I got it. I like really could nail that song until a couple months into the show. And I was like, oh, it's what we talked about earlier, building your stamina up to yeah. it. But at first I was like, how, how do people do this? I can't breathe. And then right after The Wizard and I, we go right into Loathing. Literally so there's no, right no break. I just walk, you know, <laughs> stage left and have to start singing. So crazy. That was crazy for me to hear because The Wizard and I is one of my favorite songs to hear in, this, in the show. And I was like, okay, I did not know it was that difficult to yep. like... It didn't process with me. I know, because it feels, a lot of it is very, it's not belty at first. The end is the big part. But let me tell you, it's that running across the stage with the suitcase, like walking all over the place, lifting it, putting it, it it is so difficult. Yes. And you also mentioned uh, the Defying Gravity moment, which like, how can you not love Defying Gravity? I know. Uh, What was it like flying for the first time for you? In rehearsal, very scary (laughs) because I'm a little afraid of heights. Bad job for someone who's afraid of heights, but I did it. So in rehearsal, it was with all the lights on and I was like, this is crazy. The first time when I went on and like did it in the show, I had all my family in the audience and I just like had a weird like out of body experience flashback to when I saw the show the first time. And it, every time I see Wicked, I burst into tears during Defiant Gravity. I just do. It's just, it's just, they've created the most magical visual yeah. I've, and spectacle I've ever seen in live theater ever. So when I was up there, it was amazing. Getting, I was so t- terrified that I wasn't going to fly my first show because getting into the levitator, it's pitch black. They teach you to do it with your eyes closed because they ha- you have to feel around for it, and whip your cape around and then step into it and push yourself back. And so it closes. And I was just so scared that I wasn't going to get into it and fly my first show, but I did. And you know how there's that line that, that Elphaba says, like, it's not her, like, she has nothing to do with it. So there is a, someone recorded my very first show and they recorded just like the audio and then put my Define Gravity like on YouTube and someone sent it to me so I heard it and I say that line so fast during the <laughs> during my very first show because I'm freaking out I'm like trying to get to this thing 
I'm like, is that her? She doesn't know you either. I don't know what you're It's like the funniest thing. I've, I heard it recently and I was laughing so hard because I'm like, this poor girl is freaking out. <laughs> but getting up there, I mean, fun. it feels exactly like you'd expect it to feel. Yeah. And I'm sure there's kids, you mentioned like you had an out-of-body experience, like picturing the first time you saw it. I'm sure there's kids in the audience who are going to be saying that about seeing you flying in like, what, 10, 15 years? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, and you know, what's crazy is that depending on the theater, I can see very clearly the faces in the first row when I'm up there because the lights kind of shine from the stage onto them. And just seeing people's faces go, like, it just, like, makes me, I have to stop myself from getting emotional when I'm up there because it just feels like so great. <laughs> yeah. Like, staying character? Come on. I'm like, you got this. You do it. <laughs> I can imagine, because I would, like, just break down crying. I know. <laughs> and they'd be like, the audience would really what? That's why, I, that's why I'm not in your spot. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so, speaking of being an inspiration to, like, kids in the audience, who inspires you on like to be an actress in the acting world? Oh man, so many incredible actors and actresses. I mean, I love and have loved Stephanie J. Block forever. I idolize her. I just think her career is incredible. Um, Jesse Mueller, Meryl yes. Streep, Audra McDonald, um, just it, the list could go on and on I'm like having trouble remembering people but like there are so many actors like when I was a kid I would just like be on YouTube and and you know listening to CDs of of my favorite cast albums and just admiring and listening and getting inspired I think it's so important as a young person to constantly stay inspired you know yes for sure. and uh what's on your current you're, I mean, you're doing a huge role now, what, but what's on your current Broadway bucket list? Ooh, um, I would love to, to do Parade. I would love to be Lucille in Parade. I love that show. Um, I know there have been a million re- revivals of Sunday in the Park with George. I would love to be Dot in that. I think that's amazing. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I would love to be... Um, Janice Ian and Mean Girls. I think that's the current one I could see myself doing. We got some former Alphabet doing that on tour. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, what else? I mean, it's hard because Alphabet has been like the top, top role in my life for a long time. So um, I would love to do Anything Goes, um, you know, get my tap shoes on and do that. But there's so many. I mean, I'm, and I'm, then I just, I want to do a role that hasn't been created. Like, I want to, you know, originate a role. And you, you mentioned tap shoes. So do you, da- do you dance when you consider yourself, like, a great dancer? Um, no. I wouldn't consider okay. myself, like, an amazing dancer, but I do tap. And so, like, I would love to do tap shows. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I feel like most alpha moves are like, eh, no dancing for me. Yeah, so. no. Usually, yeah, no. But, like, I, I would love to to get into a tap show and really force myself to like be really good at it you know I love that I love that so much uh so I earlier self like confidence came up how do you work on staying confident in yourself in this industry because it's so tough it is and you know what it's tough when you're 
not in a show and it's also tough when you're in a show because especially a long-running show where you have many shows to do because there are going to be some shows where you feel like poop like after the show and you're like can I sing can I act like am I even good um and there are some shows where I feel like that and I'm really hard on myself and down on myself and I feel just terrible and I have to remind myself that okay I made someone happy in the audience tonight people don't know like the average person won't know I've made a mistake or I or I you know didn't sound my best and I wouldn't be here if I if I wasn't right for the job so those are things that I remind myself and then when I'm not in a show you know I I you just have to have affirmations and remind yourself that you are meant to be here that you are worthy that you are talented that you are good that you are capable and it's hot, but then again, it's hard sometimes. You just got to take it on a day-to-day basis and be nice to yourself. That's like a really important thing is that you just, you have to be kind to yourself and talk to yourself with kindness. So many young people, myself included, but especially when I was like a teenager, I would, I would talk to myself in a really mean way. And I would, I would make excuses for myself and just be like always apologizing. And I'm like, you can't apologize. Like, this is who you are. Just like do it, you know? And kind of going backwards for a second, because I want to I wanna ask this question. How do you make a role like Elphaba your own? Because it's been around since 2003, as I said earlier. So Yeah, another great question, because this is something that I was really scared about. Because, of course, like, I was obsessed with Wicked. I am obsessed with Wicked. And for years, I would watch these bootlegs of different women and the supercuts of all the Defying Gravities and... I was so nervous coming into the role myself because I'm like, how am I going to live up to people's expectations? So I think I make it my own by just being a different person. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, people have, you know, similarities in the way they do things and sing things, but every single woman that plays this part is different. No two women are alike. I think that's so beautiful. And everyone brings something new and different to this. Just by the nature of us being different people. You know what I mean? So there's that. I feel like I'm, I am the tallest Elphaba on, that has ever been on tour. Really? Yes. So they've had to raise like the hoop on the levitator as high as it could go for me. And actually my standby, who's my best friend on tour, her name's Natalia Vivino. Um, she, she's one of the shortest. So they, whenever she goes on, they lower it all the way down and they raise it all the way up for me, which is, which is great. Um, so I think by virtue of that, I'm just kind of tall and gawky and weird, but yeah, I mean, I'm a different person. So I bring my own quirks to it and my own, you know, vocal flair, I guess. So is there anything you do to, to not compare yourself to others? How do you work on not comparing yourself to the other? I think I just, I, I literally just say what I just told you to myself. Like, I just have to remind myself, especially when like, people send me messages that are like, I like how you did Eden Espinosa's riff, or I like how you did, or like, I really wish you would do the Lindsay Mendez ending for The Wizard and I. And I'm like, like you guys, first of all, no one invented anything. Like, <laughs> second of all, no. You know what I mean? Like, I have to just remind myself, like, nope, I'm singing the show how I was taught to sing the show by the music director. And second of all, I am a different person and I just have to be okay. There are going to be some people that just want to hear like one version of the show. That's not ever going to happen. 
So I have to remember to release myself of the burden of like trying to live up to everybody's expectations, you know? But I feel like most of the Wicked fans who like come back and see the show like hundreds of times are those people who like truly love the fact that everyone is different. And that you are so right. You are so right. There are, a, there are a few fans that I've seen at several tour stops who are lovely. And they will always say, oh, I love how you do this scene. Or I love how you do this. And like, I think that's the beauty of it is that like the true fans of this show have seen it so many times that like everyone's version is different and there's something to be admired and respected about everyone's version. I think that's true. Every time I've, I saw the show, I saw the show with um, one two, three, four different alphabas. And every time I saw it, I, I was blown away and they were yeah. all different, you know? It's the magic of live theater. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, when live theater comes back, how do you think it's going to be different than it is now? Because we're kind of on a break and mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's devastating. Yeah. You know, I don't know, and, and that frustrates me to not know, but I think it really depends on when we come back and how soon we're allowed to. If we come back sooner, I suspect that there will be a lot of changes in protocol, like how, you know, sanitation and how we are backstage with each other and, you know, where people get dressed and how they get dressed and people will be wearing masks and gloves and there'll be a lot of Lysol and there's going to be no fan interaction pretty much, which is like very sad yeah. and like a huge thing. But I do truly believe in my heart that theater will come back the way that we know it and love it to be. And it will come back stronger than ever. So yeah. I do believe that we will have what we knew, but even stronger and better, um, hopefully sooner than we think. You know? and, and I have some less depressing questions yeah. <laughs> that are like kind of little like lightning round questions. Uh, what's your favorite 90s song? 90s song? Oh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Oh, uh, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you on stage? Oh, I've, I've either when I've fallen um, as Elphaba flat on my face or in Be More Chill where a set piece didn't come out and I had to do my whole number on the floor. Have you had a no fly show yet? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it though. Oh my gosh, see? I feel like you're the first you're the first one I've ever heard who says like they're looking forward to that. Let me tell you, I absolutely ooh, I absolutely love when um things don't go as planned. I just think that it it puts you as the actor in a headspace of really being in the moment. And that's happened to me several times in different shows where, you know, set piece didn't come out or I had to just had to improvise. And by standby in her fifth show, I didn't add a no fly show. And she was she's of the same mindset. She was like, it was fun. You know, I just did it. Because wow. it's really, it's not the Elphaba's fault. Something goes wrong with yeah. the machine. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I was so excited as an audience member when I witnessed the no fly show. So. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I witnessed actually uh, Marion doing a no-fly show. Oh, really? Oh my yeah. gosh. No Marion. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, she's not flying. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's front awesome. Front row, yes. Uh, if you could revive any Broadway musical, what would it be? Revive any Broadway musical. 
right now in this moment in time, I would choose Ragtime. Oh, they just did. I'm LA based, and they just did a performance of that in LA like a couple oh, wow. years ago. But I would make it. Um, I would make it modern, modern time, modern day setting. Ooh, I would love that. Uh, if you could turn any movie into a musical, what would it be? Princess Diaries. Because <gasps> everyone says I look like Anne Hathaway, and so I'd want to do that. Oh my gosh! Yes, I haven't heard that, but I'd be so down for this. Make I it know. happen. I think it'd be fun. And manifest that. Let's manifest. You can originate it. There we go. It's gonna happen. Let's do it. Someone who, someone who, someone who watches this is gonna write it. Yes. Uh, what would your dream vacation be right now if we weren't in quarantine? Oh man, I want to go to Greece <gasps> and eat Greek food and like lay on a beach and hike and explore ancient ruins. That's what I want to do. Yes. And uh, what's the first thing you're gonna do once quarantine ends? Hug as many of my <laughs> friends as possible. <laughs> That's such a, like, I feel like everyone, it's a common answer because we just miss the interaction with people. I miss it. I miss human touch. I will never, like, cancel plans when I, when I don't have a reason to again. Like, I would always feel so, it feels so good to cancel plans sometimes and stay home. Take time for yourself, yeah. Never again. No. <laughs> no. No. And then you've been, uh, you've been doing some uh, events with, uh, what, what's it, during quarantine? with uh you've been doing like some like wednesday uh zoom stuff oh oh, oh, oh oh yeah i did these um it was on thursdays and it was like the broadway hangout it's over now it ended okay so how was that a lot of fun it was cool it was me and my friend anthony chapman who's in hadestown and he was in um be more chill with me and we just like got together every night every thursday night and pe people could buy tickets and like we did like broadway trivia and stuff it was very cool do you have any plans to bring something like that back? Not as of now. Um, but if there's a need for it or an ask for it again, like potentially. Nice. Uh, so speaking of that, is there anything else you've been doing or working on in quarantine that you want to talk about? Not really. I have a few things, a couple things coming up that I can't talk about right now, but along the lines of a new musical that I think I'm going to be working on soon, which is really cool. So I'm finally happy to be working on some new stuff. Um, so I'm happy about that. And then, no, I've just been teaching. Like I've been um, doing some coaching, which have been really great. And um, yeah, I just love to teach. I think it's a lot of fun. Where can people, if they want to sign up for, uh, for lessons with you, where can people sign yeah, up? Yeah. So people can contact Broadway Plus, so I book through them, but also I have my own coaching thing as well, so I believe my email is taliascoaching at gmail.com, but I'll let you know, and then you can put it Okay. In. Yeah. Fantastic, and uh, to keep up with what you're doing and this exciting future project that you can't talk about yet, where can people follow you on social yes, media? Yes. Um, follow me at um, on Instagram. It's at Talia Suskauer, and then on Twitter, um, it's at Talia Rach R A C H. Fantastic! Well, yes. thank you so much again. Thanks, Becca. This has been awesome. My sister's name is Becca, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a good name. <laughs> it's the best name. I love it. <laughs> yes.
Uh, I, this has been a blast, and I've Thanks, Becca. Loved, You're awesome. Thank you. I've heard nothing but good things, and I'm looking forward to seeing the tour when it comes. When it's yes, able to come I would back. love that. Let's make it happen. Yes, it'll happen because my friends are all like, "I've seen her on tour, and she's so good," and I'm like, okay. "Nice." And I've seen Allison as Glenda, but she's great in LA I her too. But oh, to awesome. see you two together would be amazing. Yeah, we're we're a good team. We're a good team. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you all next time. Bye!